Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Point podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. I wanted a hood for the bunkhouse stampede. I wanted a hood, but I couldn't, uh, I, I, I don't have one. So I thought I would obscure my screen and make my face fuzzy instead uh, of wearing a hood. You want to obscure my identity. You, you wanted a hood, but you live in a democratic neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Click this, the Kevin Nash podcast. He's Kevin. I'm Sean. And you're you. And you're free to be you here, man. Yes. Free to be whoever you are. Please. Come as you are. Please. <clears throat> Come with me. How are you feeling today? Last, last couple of times we got together, you were, uh, you were making frequent trips to the bathroom. So this is how bad my, my, my situation got. I do a show called Rivals for the WWE, and um, I um, was supposed to do, like, fuck, like 10 episodes uh, over Thursday and Friday, and then I was supposed to go to Fort Lauderdale and do a uh, a signing for uh, Saturday and Sunday. And anybody that knows Kevin Nash knows that he ain't leaving money on the table. <laughs> and I left, I left, I, I left a teacher's salary on the table last weekend. I mean, it was like, so that's how sick I was. Did you do any of the rivals shoots at all? Dude, 
unless they would have unless they would have fucking mic'd me from the shitter well maybe they were covering what feud were they covering the like the andre versus stud because i think he took a shit all over stud one night he lost his uh control of his bowels so if no, they were doing I, that, no i was i know i know one of them they, they did cover was um andre and, and hulk and uh one of the things that i did not know was i, I never knew that hulk and andre wrestled in shea stadium in front of 1980 like, from yeah. 30 I, I didn't know that yeah yeah, it was on the undercard, if I'm not mistaken, of the um, of the Bruno's Abisco. Was that the Pro, main event? Uh, yeah, someone can check that out. Yeah, because um, I know uh, also at Shea Stadium, uh, my old buddy Chuck Wepner, who I saw the other day, who drove by my house. He lives down the street from me here in in New Jersey. Was he bleeding? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> those days are over. Maybe from his asshole. I don't know uh, what, what his what his week was like. Uh, if it was uh, similar to yours at all, uh, but uh, yeah, I know Chuck and Andre also did a uh, Shea Stadium in a, one of those wrestler boxer things, which never ends well. No. Um. So uh, fans, uh, of course, always reaching out, always a part of our show, and. Uh, uh, hopefully their uh, incontinence issues were not as severe as yours this week. Like mm. Eric Jasperson, who said, The podcast is easily a highlight of my week, but I can no longer allow myself to listen at the gym. It's too dangerous to be mid-lift when Kevin Nash breaks into his stroked-out Anthony Hopkins. This was undoubtedly the hit of the week, maybe the show so far. The uh, There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty spot on for not seeing that motherfucker right there in front of me. I mean... Hell said, I enjoyed today's episode. Hearing about kayfabe Sean's life was a treat. Keep it coming. AEW means war. Says, take my money. And they put together this graphic of you and Joey Diaz starring in Smokey and Edibles. Maybe a little cop action. A little cop action flick. Joey and I are going to shine sooner or later, baby. This has to happen. We we got to get Joey. We got to get Joey in. Got him. Motley Click. Oh, this is the guy who asked you for your favorite charities that he would make a contribution. Uh, oh, he said, thanks for the answer. I spent $125 to three of the four on behalf of the Click This podcast employer match will make 250 to each american cancer in memory of wanda nash st jude in michigan for nash's shirt can dm receipts upon uh upon request we believe you that's huge man yeah thank you so much motley click give him back caleb uh, brock says uh binging every episode of the click this podcast with real kevin nash can't stop listening another knockout over Connie over in Connie's world. What's he talking about? Am I supposed to know that? Is that a Michigan thing? Or Corny's world? Well, he wrote Connie. Maybe it was well, just... maybe Conrad. Oh, Conrad! I know him. Our yeah. boy. Okay. I didn't know they called him Connie. Is this just, a thing? Should I be calling him Connie when I no, text now? Just. In, just, oh. just in the Greek bathhouses. I was going to say. It's, um, 
I'm getting images of Conrad in the steam room now, and that has to stop. Michael, I am not by any shape or imagination a podcast kind of guy. I'm an AM sports radio kind of guy. But fuck me, Kevin Nash is by far the best podcast I have listened to. Sorry, Taskmaster. Hashtag rub one out to Big Sexy. So we know what Michael's doing while he's listening. Hey, anytime I can help a brother drop a little rope out of his fucking urethra, I'm, all, I'm been, all for it. It must have been the week you wore the tank top. That that might have been. I got. Might have been the one. Can you see my shirt? Oh, see my. I'm, I'm fucked. It Hold says on. forever. Oh, oh. Uh, bad guy. Bad guys bad, last bad forever. Bad guys last. Yeah. So appropriate to fucking have it on it and have the fucking here. There we go. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can blur anything out. Ah, oh, fuck that, man. Been seeing those, been seeing those houses on Raw. Those fucking man, they 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 go that live shot. It looks like fucking, looks like a a, a pay per view crowd every Monday night. What the yeah. fuck's, when, the fuck's the, going on over there? Well, we've mentioned this. That's the thing. No one's going to be able to compete with. So they, other companies need to fucking stop trying. They just Ugh. they're not going to be the same thing. So but, I, hey, so I, I fucking, they, 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 they roped me in with fucking CM Punk versus Moxley, and Moxley's like was the interim champion because Punk got hurt. He had the, had the belts. So I said, you know, hey, fuck, you know, I'm gonna watch this because anytime like Jericho wrestles, I always watch Christmas matches, and. uh you know, him and Moxley had a good match. So I said, fuck it. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and watch this. And I don't know what the, what they're doing over there is a fucking thing I hate is they're booking for the smarts. And if there's, if you're smart, then you already know that there's no way that CM Punk would kick with a foot that was injured to, to re-injure himself and go down and sh- cut the match short. And I was just like, I felt like I felt like when, when I watched, uh, I forget which one it was, but I want to think it was Shamrock versus Tito, and they were doing that deal where they, they fucking had the uh, UFC at the houses, and you had the two captains, and I said, "Oh fuck it, man, I'll watch this and see, you know, see if if, if, if and fucking Tito beat him in like thirty seconds. It was like fifty bucks. I just like fuck. Mm. So same thing, you know. I fucking I I I, I you know I taped it and watched it, but you know I fucking you know. Got sat down and was expecting to, to, to you know, watch something. There. I was just like, yeah, fuck. I guess I'm good. Wasn't, yeah. Wasn't exactly what I was looking for. But, it's, uh, uh, you know, the, what was the company? I guess it was WCW called themselves the major leagues of professional wrestling for a while there when they, uh, when Vince first went national. Or was it, it might have been Crockett. It might have even been the local. N- yeah, one. NWA probably. Yeah. But, but that means something, the major leagues. And when you have a production crew and just the muscle that, WC, that WWE has, and this goes back to TNA when I gave them my presentation about, you know, it, it's you got to be different than the leader. You don't emulate it unless you can. Right. But nobody has been able to since WCW. Back in WCW's the day. WCW's houses were fine. Back in the day when, when, when before Pornhub, and you had to go ahead and actually purchase a DVD. The Dark Ages. Yeah. 
I mean, there was a reason why you went and shilled that money out for, for the Vivid. Because the Vivid was always better production. Way, I mean, Raquel you looked there. at the fucking spine of what the company was. <laughs> it, I, it is what it is, baby. But I mean, I can't tell you that I didn't own a copy of In, Def- In Defense of Savannah. Some of those titles were great. Some of those titles were great. The, the, the uh, when they would do takeoffs on the popular Edward Penis hands. Right. Uh, my favorite ever was uh, Honey. I blew everybody. Take off on Honey. I blew up. Blew up the kids or whatever. Um, who was the go-to? Was it Christy Canyon? Was it Tracy Lords? Was it uh, was it Nina Hartley? Do you go back to the Seca days? Uh, let me let me think. Like somebody that. Yeah, who's always just kind of put with Vanessa Del Rio. Remember her, Vanessa Del Rio? Yes. Yeah, she was. She seemed like she like, hey Vanessa, you want to do a porn? How much you want? I'm I'm good. Give <laughs> give me a hot washcloth when we get done. You say that, but but the women were the ones that um, they put those production companies together when they retired. Oh yeah. They were raking it in. They knew yeah. how to work that fucking game. Uh, Ray, the whole kin K, says, Sean, I think you're right with the friends thing. My daughter's transitioning uh, to male. He, him, I identify with they, them. But Chandler's dad is portrayed as a cross-dressing gay man. His show uh, was Viva Los Gayas. So showing he's in fact gay. You guys are awesome. Well, okay. We we we, we touch on it all, Ray. Everyone deserves the uh, free time. You don't have to fucking listen if you don't believe. People, some people are really nasty that we were given some uh, some attention to this stuff. You you might be shocked to know there are trolls on the internet, Kevin. No. Yeah, they uh, spend their days and nights um, looking to just, uh, from their basement, they have a little power now cause they can type and people can see it. Whereas years ago they would just be forgotten and waste away in the dead letter room of the uh, post office. Like Eric Maumery jr. Who says Nash is a very pretentious person. He's very misinformed and basic and little baby animals would eat very little on Noah's Ark. The one that has been found where it says it ended up. All right, so the fucking fl- the flood was forty days and forty nights, and then I don't know. I'll, I'll, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not like I said. You know, at any at any point, I will be asking for your uh, fucking uh, your evangelical dollar during this fucking broadcast. <laughs> so, uh, Joel stinking hat. God wants you to have money. He just wants me to have more. Um. So. So now, now we're, we, we've, we've changed. It's like Aesop's fables. It just they just throw another layer of shit onto it to think of, oh that fucking shit. So now you've got a bunch of little baby animals. Why'd you build the fucking ship that big if they were bringing in little tiny goldfish and shit? You know, it's like no man. Like I said, so now you're telling me that 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 you took a, a an Alaskan grizzly bear. And brought it to fucking wherever the ark took off, and but there was a, they were a female and male, and they were six pounds each. What the fuck are you doing? 
But is it not odd that this is even to be debated? No, it's, no, it's ridiculous. What did, I mean? They fucking what? What, what did I mean? You still got to feed them meat. They're still carnivores. Uh, Timmy J said he saw a guy wearing a shirt saying "Wake the fuck up." Going into the Vatican, fat, ugly people were turned away for showing shoulders. Thin, better-looking people passed without a second look. That's interesting, because you do have to keep your shoulders and your knees covered, apparently. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Vatican, we did it out of respect. I don't know if they would tackle you with the, the door, but uh, the Pope would hit you with a stick or something. But uh, it says it's almost like there were two standards. That said, the Vatican staff were the only polite people I met in Rome. Sorry for that uh, experience you had there, uh, Timmy J. But you know what? I got to tell you something. I did take this issue up about the navel with the Vatican. Now this is uh this is I got some video here. This is me with um with uh with my my we had a private tour guide to get us into the Vatican. Many people go there. I would definitely definitely uh advise you to get somebody who's got the in who can just kind of grab you and has the right connections to get you around uh, where you got to go. So, um Well, uh, that and that bogus vice credential you had didn't hurt. Yeah, that that got that was good. Got <laughs> me in. But so this is Sonia, um, and uh, I thought uh, we should go to the source here. Somebody uh, tied into the Vatican. Here's what Sonia said about the. Uh, I'm here with the world's foremost expert on the Sistine Chapel and all things Rome. It is Sonia, and you had a question for us about the Sistine Chapel, so I have to ask her. In the creation, what portion? I almost pulled up my shirt there. I'm glad I did. Yeah. He was born of uh, uh, God. Yes, he born from the essence of her God. But don't forget to make a He's uh, uh, he studied on statues, <laughs> and it's not that that all what my, uh, all which is written believed on my Michelangelo. Uh. The man comes from the essence of God. God is love. How the man, the first man, was as a person asking you. I don't have the answer. Ah, uh, well, no answer for everything. I have my navel, and I feel that I'm from God as well. <laughs> of course, we are. The mystery continues. The mystery continues. So the Romans are good at at at, at weaving a whole bunch of bullshit. So uh, did Nicole, she have a did she have a small giraffe in her purse? I didn't see that. I have to look back. <laughs> oh, going to the she had it to the ark. It was a baby though. Oh, yeah, it, exactly. It wasn't going to eat. It wasn't going to eat much. No, exactly. <clears throat> they were uh, they gauged the caloric intake before the uh, animals were admitted. Oh, so Michelangelo created that based on the statues and that Adam was was uh, the essence of God, but in the image of man. 
I don't know if that gets us any closer to an answer. I, I felt uh, So in other words, fucking it's a rib. It's all a rib. <laughs> Just have some sativa, sit back, and look at the ceiling, which is rather lovely. And that's what it's all about. I'll tell you one thing, man. Fucking you, you, Kevin. You're very well traveled. You lived in Germany, played professional ball there. When the Americans show up, it's a whole different level of fat. Oh, that's yeah. happening. Um, the American fat is is so different than the European fat. The time I spent, particularly in Rome, people eat in Rome. I ate my way through Rome. There's pasta every night. It's a course, for fuck's sake. You, it's, it's not your entree. It's a fucking course. You're having the pasta. Then you're having a shank of lamb or whatever. Um, but, but, but it's a different kind of fat. It's a hard fat. It's a fat that it looked like if you ran across the piazza and dove onto that guy, you'd, you'd, you'd bounce off his stomach. Whereas when the cruise ships pull up and the fucking Americans get off and they walk into the cafe... They look gi- gigantic bags of shit. If you ran across the street and dove onto some broad, you would sink. Get me belly. Yeah. Get in my belly. Yeah. Get me fucking belly. You're We're fucking, a, I understand. You're, you're small, little, tiny animals. Yes. <laughs> that don't eat much. Nothing. You know, it's 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 the, the ugly American. There's something to this. How many arcs would they have to take to take fucking two Americans oh on that motherfucker? You need, like, you need to tie together like 12 carnival cruise ships. <laughs> exactly. I'm just <clears throat> soaking the fucking put, put, one to put the female in one one of the uh, fucking uh, pools and the male in the other just on the fucking flow like giant walruses, manatees or something. Kevin, if I asked you if dildo throwing was a thing, what would you answer? Uh, I mean, I, I, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, I would have said no uh, before this week. I caught something on Twitter. It, it ended up in our feed somehow. But somebody posted a picture of somebody's face, and, and it looked like Gabe Sapolsky. And so I clicked in and looked further, and it was the mugshot of somebody who was arrested for a – they called him the dildo terrorist. He was – I don't know if he was driving or riding a bike – but this guy was throwing dildos through windows, and they eventually got him. It might have been Gabe Sapolsky. I know he's, he was out of work for a while. But um, <clears throat> so I, I through do. Through car windows? No, homes. Oh, home windows. Yeah. Like you're sitting down with your wife. You're watching a, a, a rerun of Love Boat. And a fucking giant black shanker with purple veins hits you in the back of the head. If Virgil's Everybody, not in the room, you're very confused. It's, tw- it's 2023 fucking violence is at all time high and you're sitting around with your fucking window open and you're, you're, you're lucky you took a fucking dildo and not a fucking full metal Around. jacket. Fuck. Hatchet. That's called home invasion fucking in Detroit. So I do a search for this to find out where this was, who this was, whatever. Just more on the story. And all these stories come up about airborne dildos. Yeah, this first one here, this guy, <laughs> apparently someone threw a dildo at Trump. Unless this is, is this a gimmick thing here or no? <laughs> they, got a, they got a name and, a, and everything in a city where it happened. So a, a dildo throwing at Trump. Then we've got this guy, this charming individual who chose to, uh, he was armed with 33 dildos and he was throwing them at teenage girls. 
in the street. Listen, some guys, you know, everyone's got a vice. Some guys, you know what? That. That's almost like Johnny Appleseed. Isn't that kind of <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> then this was at a Bills game. Do you know a giant dildo got thrown onto the field that had stopped the Bills game? Buffalo. What was the guy's name? Yeah. <laughs> it made it to the end. It crossed the end zone, though, which which I was impressed by. You have the photo there. Can you scroll down? Is there in that a dildo one on the field. We're not seeing any of the action here. I mean, we didn't, we're see. getting censored on our own show now. Yeah, I think uh, somehow the FCC now governs uh, podcasts. But uh, if you caught that one, they they got across the goal line at least with the with the dildo, and it ended up in the end zone. Here we go. Ah. Uh. Or is that not the... No, it's not, a fucking... That's like an inch short. <laughs> no, no, here, look, look. Isn't it the... Can you zoom in there? Where is it? I saw a, a, somebody... There you go. That's the one right there. See it? Oh, broke the line. In. 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 Six. Six. Six any, six any way you measure it. Six. <laughs> six. <clears throat> how, do you, how would... How would, uh, how would Madden have called that one... <laughs> Somebody's got a shanker on the field. There he was, uh, responsible. For, uh, oh, a Florida man. <laughs> Imagine that, me working for you. Whoa, signs, signs, everywhere, signs. <laughs> oh, man, Florida man, Florida man, Florida man. And then uh, this last one here, uh, man accused of, oh, what was this one? He threw a... Uh... Oh, a flaming! He wrapped a dildo in a flaming shirt. He lit it a fire and he threw it at his wife. So, if you thought Molotov any... dildo, okay, Molotov cock, <laughs> yeah, Molotov yeah, just... cock, perfect. If you thought you had a good breakup story, I bet it's uh, coming up short. No pun intended. No, yeah. like I said, though, we we talked about this a couple episodes ago. When you flip the channels and fucking ESPN two has fucking cornholing on and these guys are throwing bags and they call it cornholing and it's a bag going into a fucking round hole how are you not fucking think the next progression is not a fucking uh, some kind of a pretty soon the fucking the javelin will be out of the fucking olympics they'll be throwing a fucking 17 inch double dong fucking I consider myself equally 49 years old as I am still 19 years old. So whenever I hear or see cornhole, I go right to it. Of course. And I mean, that's, that's so beavis and butthead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I can't take you. And they're sitting there and they got Red Bulls, the sponsor. And the guys, you know, got, it's like when they used to fucking back in the day when you watch the Pro Bowler Tour. And the guy would be like Earl Athey or something like that. And he used to always like it because they had that fucking gimmick. And you knew that they existed because they had them at, at your local bowling alley. And they had the thing that blew air if you pressed the button. Yeah, you know, uh, on the ball yeah, return. Yeah, yes. and it, you yeah. press the button and go. Yeah, because you know, your shit was getting fucked up, man. You got to dry your hands now so you can fucking get that fucking gimmick get some going. Spin? Get yeah. some spin. Or we'll put a little, uh, a little bit of powder. Grab the rosin bag. Yeah, yeah. Now, not only did you watch Raw this week, but you tweeted out some coverage. Don't think I didn't see that. I did tweet a little coverage. Give, given a little, I think. Let me read it here. You said, uh, "Catching WWE Raw late. First match was well paced. Liked the AJ restraint on striking Finn with his back to him on the ropes. Finish was tight, well executed." 
with a baby face way out on the finish with ref draw. You were inspired by that, but I, I didn't see any follow-up. Did you continue to tweet that night, or did you I, fall asleep? Did I not? On the sativa. No, I was, because um, I was I was making some notes. Maybe I just didn't, maybe it got to the point where it was just like, fuck, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's. I know I watched the girl because I watched the girls, uh, the the tag team tournament. That that was that was the final. Okay. Was, was there anything you wanted to add to it? I mean, this is your fault. Well, I I just no. I just thought that uh, there's a couple of things that you know that that weren't for my taste. But I, I don't I don't I don't expect for them to book everything for me. But uh, I I mean I don't watch the fucking commercials. That's why I DVR it. But there was nothing that I, uh, like, said, I'm not fucking watching this. Okay. Still feel long, the three hours? Uh, they, they, you know what? The crowds have been hot, which helps, like, that's 30% of it. There's nothing worse than if you're, if you're, if you're someplace, the crowd's not into it and they're not into it. So you're like, you look at the people around are going like, Fuck! Why are we here? Because nobody's having a good time. But if everybody's having a good time, and like, I just it seems like everybody's got merch on. It just seems like the I don't know. It just seems like there's definitely been a, a you know as they as we used to say back in the day. I believe my Triple H just popped the territory, brother. <laughs> well, speaking of merch, uh, and uh, uh, the question of gets us to the stiff one of the week. Uh, and it is timely because it was from this week. Now, this, of course, is brought to us by our friends here. Now, when I looked at that Anthony Hopkins imitation you did as the, the Colonel Ludlow, then I went back and watched the actual footage in Legends of the Fall. I wondered one thing. First, when the finger came into frame, I thought maybe it was cock, but it wasn't. <clears throat> but then I, you know, I, I said, how the hell would he be getting that wood in that condition? That's uh, it's only a problem because other than the stroke back then, there was no blue chew. No. And if there was, that would have been the answer. That's right. This uh, stiff one of the week is bro- sp- sponsored and brought to you, folks, by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence is what it's all about. It can take you far in life and it can help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. Blue Chew will be your friend in that pursuit blue chew if you don't know already if you live under a rock it's a unique online service they deliver the same active ingredients as viagra and cialis but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost discreetly pop one of those bad boys when you're out at dinner with somebody with the wife with a new friend or your or or the auto mechanic or any that's right anybody you can take them any time, day or night. Uh, plan ahead. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. I want you to go to bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. The best part, all online, folks. This is 2022. Why are we making it hard? No pun intended. Um, no sitting in the doctor's office talking to him about it. We're not going to mess around at the pharmacy when they can't find your prescription. you got to tell Ethel that you're looking to get a, a rock-hard shanker. Um, it's all done online. The tablets are made in the USA, shipped directly to your door, discreet packaging. Guys, 
we have a special offer for you. Kevin said, I want my listeners to try this for free. And that's what we've got for you here. You're going to go to bluechew.com. And when you're prompted for the promo code, you're going to type NASH at checkout. You're just going to pay $5 for shipping so they can get it to you. That's bluechew.com, promo code NASH to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Bluechew for coming aboard and giving us a stiff one of the week every week. Can I, can I just you. say something? You may. Um, if you go ahead and, and, and use the promo code and get the Blue Chew, the chances of you being on your couch and taking a dildo off the head are greatly, greatly marginized because you're more likely to be in the bedroom putting the old fucking wood to work. Or at least on the floor or on the couch so that it might sail over your head and maybe bounce off the television. And the thing is, because you've done you've done your homework and you've got the blue chew, the last thing you need is somebody to pinch hit. So even if it lands there, now you can just you can always use it for, you know, you can be loving, especially if it's if it's got any girth and use it as a cervical pillow for your for your loved one. There you go. See, guys, we provide you a service on the show that none of these other fucking yeah. podcasts are doing. So the stiff one this week takes us to Twitter. So as opposed to video, we're going to go to Twitter here. Uh-oh. And it uh, it has become known as the Will Ospreay oh my God. incident. And it's what everyone's talking about, Kevin. We're going to be topical here. I can't, I, I'm glad. Now, I didn't know you guys were going to do this because I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because yeah. – uh, it's this is such a fucking this is such bullshit. So the initial the initial tweet that you read was if we can bring it up from uh, Wrestling Banana. Thank you very much. So Will Osprey has had more five star matches for in one month than CM Punk, John Cena, and Kurt Angle have combined in their entire career. Three. Kev's response was, "Houses merchandise sales." Um. And I have a theory about this, Kevin. Let me tell you my theory before you reply. Had they stopped at the first part of that tweet where it said, Will Ospreay had uh, more five-star matches for uh, this month than anyone else, and they didn't go on to call anybody out, I don't think would you would have reacted. I would not. I wouldn't have said a thing. Right. It was the fact that they're using stars to to somehow make a comparison between guys that have drawn zillions of dollars for the company. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They're, they're, they're talking. You're talking about three guys that nobody has less than 15 million net worth. You know, and right. the thing is, is if you go back to my go back to my response, mm-hmm. is it, can we pull that back up? Okay. <laughs> Not how are your merchandise sales? How's his merchandise sales? That response is to Wrestling Banana. It's not to Will. Will didn't make the statement. Right. So I'm in no way saying anything to Will. My, 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 I'm, that was directed to 
wrestling banana. Then they came back and said, oh, what did we stir up? No, you fucking assholes. You fucking, you're, you're the ones that are, 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 you got the narrative, not, not Will. You're, you're using Will to, to, I mean, it's bullshit. I've not, I've never, I've never seen Will work a match in my life. But the emphasis on stars now, I mean, this, this was all an outgrowth of the dirt sheets, right? When they started rating guys' matches as opposed to letting the box office be the rating. I mean, that was the star back in the 80s uh, or the early 90s before everyone started getting the sheets. The door, that was the star. Those were the stars on right. that card. It's a five-star match if we sold every seat in the house. Uh, we, we had less than five-star matches if we had a half a house. And then if you you, know, you drew 6000 in Uniondale with the punk house stampede, <laughs> you said that's low storage. So this is this is, that is, what an, that, is that what that drew six thousand? I think so. Yeah, the pay per view. So I think this is this is an age thing. I think I think people who remember wrestling back in the day don't put as much emphasis on stars. But I think guys that are like thirty and thirty five, they like live and die by this by the stars, by the work rate, by the ring. I remember work. the first time I got in the ring with Hulk, and we were working against each other. And I came in there with the big, I was, I've always been a cement mixer, always fucking locked up stiff. And I locked up stiff and Hulk looked at me and he went, easy brother, mm-hmm. they already got their money. And right. I was just like, fuck yeah, this is why you're Hulk Hogan, man. Like, yeah, fuck easy brother, walk and talk, tell a story. Uh, hey, I got an idea. Remember that one time we got in that street fight and we both did that fucking do where we did like a, a, a double, triple fucking Lindy and landed on our feet. And then fucking I ran up and then you helped me run up the ropes. And then you, you helped kinda, me. <laughs> you helped you help me get my balance so I could fucking hook, jump up and hook my legs around the back of your head. And I could fucking drop you on your ass. And then fucking and then God, God forbid if we had a six man tag match, because what happens is I get stopped and get fucking posted inside the ring it goes outside. The, those five guys continue to fight. What else can I fucking do but run, hit the opposite rope, and catapult into the five guys who are now fighting outside? And it just seems like it's, I God, I, what are the chances of that happening every week? That that exact moment just occurs every, you would think at some point, if you were fighting in a group of people, you'd be like, Oh, fuck, man. We've got the advantage right now because we dropped that guy in the ring. Maybe if we just separate real quick, when he catapults, he'll land on his guys, and then we can beat the fuck out of him on the floor. But yeah. what am I? I'm not, never mind. The choreography turns turns one off if, if you are watched from a certain generation. I even thought. Now, remember the spoiler would walk the ropes. He would he would he would get a guy in like a wrist lock, and then stand up in the top top rope, but using that guy for balance. And you know, I'm ten, and I'm going, why the fuck doesn't this guy just pull? He's in a wrist lock or whatever. Just pull. You're going to take the guy off the. That little bit was enough to distract me. But again, this is a different time. So yeah, I guess ta- yet Taker did it and got away with it. Taker did do that same thing, didn't he? Walk the yeah. Walk he, the he got away with it because he was so it was, he was it was so impressive for a six foot nine ten guy to do it, and he just did it cool. I mean, it was just a fucking. But a lot of times, man, I remember one time he was working with a 
I think at the time was he, Papa was comma, and comma fucking you know that's that he pulled him you know he he pulled him off off the top rope and that right. would start the heat. That's a great spot. Yeah. Okay, so now then the a response to that tweet comes it comes to your tweet comes in from let's see let's get that back up from Kenny Omega. When you said houses merchandise sales, he said justifiably putrid, good sir. Did you see that? Yes, you did see that. Okay. Did you write him back? I smiled as <laughs> I am now. Okay. I think that's. I think that's the main. I don't think there's any love lost between those two. All right, Florida man or Jersey guy? Let's get to it. Everybody loves this segment. You can play along at home. You know. The rules are very simple. You're going to get two headlines. You're going to tell me which is the Jersey guy, which is the Florida man. Uh, the first headline is man uses finger guns to steal Waffle House napkins. Okay, so we held up the joint. That's Florida because there's not a fucking Waffle House in Jersey. Is that true? Yeah. You're using way too much logic here. Well, the second, if, if, if that didn't give it away, the, the second headline is Mafioso admits to assaulting man to get a discounted wedding at his venue. The only mafia in fucking Florida are fucking witness protection. <laughs> Let's go to the Waffle House. This one's fascinating to me. <clears throat> I think it, I think it Louisville, Kentucky, no, Lexington, Kentucky, they turned to fucking omelet shops. There's no Waffle Houses north of that. Is that a, a, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's almost like a Mason Dixon thing. I thought maybe South Jersey gets weird. I thought we might have had them, but yeah. um, anyway, Madison County, Florida. I don't know where geographically in Florida that is, but uh, an employee called 911 on Monday to report an attempted robbery. The suspect was unarmed and simply left after grabbing some napkins. Uh, Mr. Uh, Edward William Rodriguez. Uh, entered the Waffle House on, and this is a shoot, guys, 145 Southeast Bandit Street at uh, 8 p.m. Witnesses uh, described him as he a white. Stole, he stole napkins. Napkins. Used the finger guns, got everybody to freeze, and then and then took off with some napkins. Hey. He, but he did announce. He said, get on the ground. Y'all are getting robbed. So he did kind of cause the commotion. Some people got scared. I guess some laid down. And uh, but he only fled with with napkins. That was enough. Uh, that was enough for him. I could get that guy out on a, on a low dose, micro dose of, a, of mushrooms as is a defense attorney tomorrow. They might have gone with that. And then, of course, in Jersey, a uh, reputed mobster, so called mobster, uh, wanted a discount at the Brownstone, which is a rather lovely uh, uh, event space in Patterson. It's owned by one of the uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey's husbands, and uh, he was apparently beaten by the uh, mafioso who wanted a better rate for the wedding. That's how they handle things over there, I guess. What can I tell you, guys? What can I tell you? You know what I can tell you? I'll tell you what I can tell you, for God's sakes. It's football season, Kev. Oh, this yes. is always a special time for me. The weather starts to change a little, gets a little cooler, and then I know my Sundays are going to be occupied watching my Cowboys struggle through every game they play, get into the playoffs, and then disappoint everybody. But 
If you want to have some fun, if you want to have some skin in the game, as they say, DraftKings Sportsbook is going to help you get there. Guys, the first Sunday of the season is coming. And uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner partner of the NFL. And they're giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. You place a $5 bet, you get $200 in bets. And you keep all the booty if you win it. And as an added bonus for week one, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with this early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team loses. So let's see. Let's look at our what's, first. What's the, who do the Lions have opening here? Let's take a look. I'm going to go on DraftKings right now. I'm going to learn how to record my screen again. My nine-year-old had to show me this the other day, by the way. Um, so here we are. Let's go to NFL. I would just tap my NFL button, as I just did. And uh, here come uh, all the games. Now, Kevin, being from Detroit, is going to be interested in the uh, Detroit Lions-Philadelphia Eagles game. And there it is. I will tap that. The uh, Lions are a four-point underdog at this point in time. And the over-under is 49. So let's do a, an in-game parlay here. Same game parlay. Are they, are they, they're in Philly, right? Uh, no, Detroit, I believe, okay. right? Yeah. Or Peel. Okay. And uh, so what do you think? Who do you want to take, first of all? It's four-point spread. Eagles given. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Lions and the points mm. off of the hard knock uh Rub from HBO. Oh, the Hard Knock series, right? So, what, what what do you want to lay on that? There, what do you want to lay? Twenty bucks. Let's lay twenty. Let's lay twenty bucks on that, and then uh, let's let's also now uh, let's do the over under here. It's forty nine. <sighs> oh, if it was, I mean, the, the Lions played well against the Colts, but they look they look real great against. Pittsburgh, but of course, they didn't play anybody either. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take under. Yeah, I think that's wise. I think if it's a shootout, I think Detroit will get beat. So their their defense has got to. Hutchinson's got to get three sacks. So let's put another twenty there. So if we hit it, we're no, laying. No, no pressure, rookie. No, but right. We're laying out forty. If we hit it, our payout seventy six bucks. Guys, cool. it's that simple. I did it all on an app. It took me a minute to do this. It's safe. It's secure. Uh, now, listen, guys. It's not just football. You're not a football fan. Fine. You're not a football fan. Guess what? MMA fans, don't forget. There's a huge fight happening in Las Vegas this Saturday. UFC two seventy nine. Hamzat takes on Nate Diaz. Now. Hamzat's 11 and 0. Nate Diaz, uh, you know, uh, we have an age sure, difference. Journeyman. We have a difference in age here also. Uh, Hamzat being 28 and, and Nate being 37. A lot of talk about, you know, uh, Hamzat's uh, decision victory in April. Everyone was expecting him to take out Gilbert, but he had to go to decision. So they're saying Diaz might have a shot. I think the age difference is too much. I'm going to lay my money. Or Diaz, Hamza. man. I don't, yeah. I mean, if I had to bet money, yeah, but I, I, I'd almost 
personally stay away from that just because Diaz is one of those dudes you got to drive a stake through his heart to, to take him down. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. But, I he mean, you could, could go to the decision. But, guys, you can play that, too. They are the leading sports book in the world. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TKNP, the Kevin Nash Podcast, to get $200 in free bets instantly when you just place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's the code TKNP only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting part of the NFL minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details. Thank you, DraftKings. The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. All right, back to the uh, Click This podcast. A word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Guys, uh, job changes, uh, leaving a problematic relationship, youngsters having difficulty with friends, school, kids are going back to school, starting high school, starting middle school. People can get lost in their problems and really fail to see a road to a solution. And... um the folks at BetterHelp can help you find a road to that solution. It is 2022, folks, so the face of everything is changing, and the face of mental health and the help and strategies you can have for that is changing, too. Online help from BetterHelp.com. Listen, it can be tough to train your brain to go into that problem-solving mode, when faced with a challenge, you just get lost in the mire, in the difficulty of the problem. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. And a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. Um, listen, I, I'll tell you personally, I've gone to therapy with loved ones, okay? And I'm a huge advocate for it. Having someone to listen to you, to objectively offer strategies is just so valuable. I think so. Sometimes you find the answers just hearing yourself talk. You're talking through the problems. And in doing that, you may be finding some of the solutions yourself. Kev, do you agree that sometimes just reaching out and having somebody to talk to at any point in time is just yeah, such I a mean, viable I, solution? I think that's one of the biggest problems we have is, and especially now that we've become so... Um, everybody's just on their phones 24 seven and people just, the, just the social uh, interaction that we had when we were younger is, is, is non-present that gives, you know, like we used to have, you know, one or two of your buddies that were, you know, with you all the time and you would, you know, because you, you couldn't be on, you know, texting and all these things, just not going to text that you have a problem. You're not going to talk, you know, but if you're in person with somebody, you spend a time with somebody, there's a good chance you're going to, Say, man, leave down, or, or they, or they're going to be able to read your body language, and you know, say like, hey, man, seem down. What's what's up? And yeah, I think that, that that's you know, I think that's that's missing. So I mean, so you have to, as 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 an individual, you have to, you know, if you if you have a hard time getting up every day, if you're just not driven, if you're just 
I mean, you know, man, like something, something's going on and you're going to have to address it. And, and what better way if you, you know, if you, if you don't have, uh, don't want to bring it up to a support group that that's in your life or don't have a support group that's in your life, then you've got to go outside and, and, and talk to a professional and, and hopefully, you know, you know, get it clear, get your, get your mic, get back on track. Yeah. And, you know, laying out those problems and, and sifting through them with a professional, it eases the anxiety and the depression that can come with it, too. And that isolationism you're talking about with everybody, mm. especially after COVID, too. And then everybody kind of in this phone uh, generation where we're um, we're really it's so easy to just cut off from everybody. And I, I listen, I've seen it firsthand and, and therapy does work. Get yourself back. That's what it's all about. Right. Get yourself back. They're in there waiting for you somewhere, man. You know, don't go it alone. Get yourself back. Um, if you're thinking of therapy, um, give it a try. BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Get matched with the therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. Um, so when you want to be a better problem solver, Therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash click, K-L-I-Q, today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash click. Thank you very much, BetterHelp, for being a part of this. And and so um, I'm excited right now. I need no therapy right now because I'm about to uh, to dive into the bunkhouse stampede finally after uh, – Christ. And we even mentioned it before. We talked about the uh, the pay-per-view in uh, Uniondale, Long Island at the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, but 6,000 people. 6,000 and an odd venue. Yeah, an odd right. venue to choose. The bunkhouse is something that would be on a ranch. Correct. The, it would, it, when the ranch hands would maybe get a little rowdy on a, a Saturday night after... Yeah. It, but uh, whatever you, what do you do? Shoe, shoe of horses. A little shoe, too much hooch. Yeah. I mean, next thing you know, little Jack Daniels, and you start playing cards. And somebody cheats. What do you get into? Uh, you get a, a stampede, get, apparently. Uh, oh, you tell me, brother. <laughs> but listen, an odd venue to choose. Yes. Yes. It's New York. It's it's not even New York. It's Long Island, which is considered like the bastard cousin of Lee. It may as well be Jersey at that point. And, you know, it's a, it's a concert venue. It's a big house. It's going to show when there's only 6,000. I mean, that's a place that like Motley Crue had gone through, Kiss, you know, all the, the big acts that would fill the yeah. house. Yeah, I mean, that's and, what you need. You need, I mean, that's the key. You need somebody that's, I mean, not that Dusty wasn't a great headliner, but, I mean, you, you know, you need a, Jim Morris from the front man. You need a front man. Yeah, you need a front man out there. Yeah, that's what you need. I mean, it's just because I it, now if it was if it was Monkey Town, you have that <laughs> you have that bug house in Monkey Town. Well, hell, you might sold us some bitch out. But by Uniondale, and on top of that, Uniondale. I remember one time I was working Uniondale, and. uh I was diesel. I was on the outside, and Scott was Razor Ramon. He was a babyface, and Sean got on him. And Sean went outside and gave him the stairs. Well, uh, Scott's boot slipped, and he didn't get his hand down, and he busted his head wide open on the stairs. And um, 
Sean rolled him in, and then when when Scott got to his feet, he was you know, bleeding to his his chin already, mm. and the place went berserk. And they were so hard before them. Everybody else, they saw blood. And it was just like, ah. <laughs> I remember when the Islanders used to win here. Right. Easy, easy, guys. Right. <clears throat> Sean, you know, you mentioned front men a minute ago. Sean Michaels would have been like a wrestling equivalent of a great rock front man. Kind of like a David Lee Roth, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah, so, could, and and that continuum goes backwards. So if you say David Lee Roth, you have to say Robert Plant, right? Well, that's I mean that's you're talking to me like quintessential Robert Plant, number one. So let's let's talk. Let's let's spend a minute on this before we get to the right. podcast stampede here. So if we had to talk about that, you had to put your list together of what of of your top frontmen, greatest frontmen, rock frontmen. First of all, what are the qualities? What what does it take to be considered? A great front man. I think you got to. I think you've got to have incredible energy, and you've got to have some. You've got to have some some vocal range. I mean, it just it, when it comes down to it, man, you're still if you don't have some have a couple of octaves, you ain't going to be able to. You know, mm. so it's you're in the performance able, you're not too. Be able to go, yeah. Mm hmm. Right. I'm sorry. Like this. Is that a little uh, Belafonte? That was actually Freddie Mercury. Oh, it was oh the teeth. Got the teeth. <laughs> Mercury. Okay, so there, there's a perfect okay. example, right? So great energy. Great front, Matt. Yeah, you said energy. I would also say a gift for gab. You know, in between songs, you know, to to keep the crowd hot, got to yeah. be able to work the mic. This is not unlike being a good professional wrestler, Kevin. As you're realizing the things we're talking about here, energy. You said vocal ability, but you could call that in-ring ability. A gift for Gab. How about physicality? You, you got to be all over the stage, right? Mick Jagger's still doing it, what, 80, 80 years old? 104. Is that Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, so physicality, right? Something is lost when a performer cannot work the stage. Something's lost in the performance. So I would say... Yeah, the ability to kind of be all over the place. Then there's an X factor to it, too, guys, that are just interesting to watch. Jagger's actually not 80 yet. He's going to be 80. Jagger's really? Se- yeah, Jagger's 79. Yeah. Hmm. He's 10 years. Him and Hogan, I think, are 10 years different. And I don't know why I know that. <laughs> well, they often come up into the same conversations all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hogan... <laughs> Hogan did play bass. That's true. And I mean, you know, so there is, you know, Hogan and, and Hogan was kind of a front man for that rock and wrestling kind of thing there. He was, you know, they had oh, a, for sure. A, they had a top 10 uh, D, uh, CD. The, oh, the, rest, the wrestling the, album? The, the wrestling, uh, I, I don't what the fuck it was called. The album, the wrestling album, right? From the uh, the 80s you're talking about? But this, they, they had another one that did, did well. Oh, pile driver, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was pile driver. Oh, you're thinking of a, you're thinking of a vivid video, right? We're back to that, I guess. <laughs> Christy Canyon in pile driver. Stop screaming, Christy. We're not we're not on tape yet. Uh, also, I'm going to say that in what I consider to be the best frontman in rock, there's a bit of rebellion 
Yeah. Nothing too safe about a front man. Christopher Cross. I love a little Salem myself when it comes on the radio. Um, and you can get caught between the moon and New York City and fall in love. But there's the anti-front man, right? MTV came and killed him. People loved him on the radio. And then they saw he was stoic, still. And it looked like he could easily uh, be a tourist in Italy. Right. Maybe, maybe a little doughier <laughs> than we little, considered little, our friend. A little patchy. So here's the list. Let's go. Now, let's go all the way back. Let's start and credit, like, Little Richard and Elvis. Elvis. And Elvis, right? For, for well, getting and this. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Um... This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jerry Lee Lewis in that group? Sure. Um, Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, who was... Chuck Berry, yeah, Chuck for sure. Chuck was Chuck was a huge influence early to a lot of uh, a lot of rock and roll. Yeah, so, and so uh, so our front men that came after definitely have, right. have emulated what they have laid down. So let's get and that out of the way. And, and hopefully, like, like when I thought of, when I, when I think about front men, I think of uh, your uh, disqualified at any time you use auto tune. If you use what? Auto tune. Oh, forget, forget it. That's not even in the discussion now. Ouch. Absolutely. I saw I saw you two in concert. And Bono sounded on every song that he sang as good as he did on vinyl. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right. And I'm not really a huge U two fan. But I, I, it was one of those deals where a buddy of mine said, "Hey, I got to." You know, I'm like, "Summertime, what are you gonna do?" Yeah. So Sunday, bloody Sunday, baby. I mean, is it, it outrageous to say that that they've got to be able to sing? They have to <laughs> and sing their I own mean, fucking songs every night. I mean, I mean come they, on. I always liked that Pearl Jam always mixed it up. Like Pearl Jam ne never played the same set every night. You know, it was a, like when they when they did the sound check, and the better would go, and and he'd write down what they're going to do, and then the playlist would, you know, the playlist would be different. And he, you know, there's a guy that, um, you know, a lot of uh, people won't give like the grunge guys any credit uh, because they, you know, like uh, I know that um, uh, Kirk Cobain and Eddie Vedder and those guys said that. You know, grunge wasn't about a front man. It was about, you know, the statement that the band made. And, uh, which is great. You can say that, but I, I'm still, it says, it's my fucking show. You're, you're a front guy and they're just, that's the way it's going to fucking be. But I get what, the, what he's talking about though. Yeah. In, in that the identity, like, well, let's talk about Eddie Vedder, right? Because he's right. the one who's on the table right now. Um, I enjoy listening to Eddie Vedder. I think uh, he was the right guy for the right band, for the right product at the time. 
but that sh- but the showmanship was a little absent, right? It, it was he was I I put him like in a Bret Hart category, you know, uh, yeah, technically actually, sound. But he I, I I always remember that he did do the dive off the balcony, so I remember the video. Yeah, he he did put his body at at great risk, but. Uh, you say front man, that's just not what comes to mind for me. Well, I mean, he took, he took, he, he actually took the place for, of, uh, and I can't, that's, I, I shouldn't even bring it up because I, mother, 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 who, who was the, who was the lead guy? Who was that, that passed, mother, Lovebone's lead guy that better, better took his place. We got our, our, our he's working on it. Okay. Andrew Wood, Andrew Patrick Wood, my son. Okay. Th- Through that from the Florida network over here. As, he, as he's got the Waffle House people on the floor. Um, so, no, um, but then I, that, you, you look at that same, uh, that same group of people and like Chris Cornell had it and it was, was, was a lot more, there was more movement to him. Um, I would I would put um, uh, Tom York out there from Radiohead. I mean, my son and I saw them. Uh, I don't know, maybe five six years ago in Tampa, and man, Radiohead they they don't have a bad song. And I mean, when you go out there, there's like every dude that's out, that's in the band can play twenty three instruments and forty two percussion things. And I mean, it's just like you're, you're, and granted, we were fucking we had a little. Little buzz on, but little buzz. Yeah, I take my son. My son's like fucking sixteen, fifteen years old. I take him. We go to the. He's like, you know, he looks like fucking he's twenty five. So I'm so fucking, I'm so fucked up that. But at the same time, and they got these big giant fucking plastic cups, you know, thirty two ounce cups, and they're dumping these beer cans into them. But we walked up. I said, "Oh fuck, man! I fucking caught mouth like a motherfucker from driving to Daytona Beach." I'm like, we should get a fucking beer, you know? And uh, I said, fuck, you know what tastes good, man? It's one of them Bud Light lines, but we're going to look like fucking just absolute, you know. <laughs> just, if we fucking order a Bud Light line, man, we're going to get fucking, we're going to in a fucking fight. My son just looks at me and goes, Dad, they're pouring it into a fucking see-through cup. They're not going to know what the fuck's in it. It's just going to look like beer. And I went, Okay. Two glad, blood limes. Glad, glad I'm at the wheel. <laughs> Son, you got this on the way home? So uh, we agree Mick Mick goes on. Mick, Mick. So we got Plant, Mick, Morrison's got to be on there. Yes, Plant, Mick, Morrison. Those are my first three right here. Um, here's here's one that... Uh, and Mercury we put on. Yeah, we put, we put Mercury on. Uh, we put Eddie Vedder. You put Eddie Vedder. Okay, you're not going to put... No, okay. Well, we, we, I, they, you can we, have them. We'll disagree. We'll just you disagree. How about uh, McCartney and Lennon? <clears throat> right. Paul McCartney? See. And, and Lennon? How about, think about Let It Be. Songwriters. Songwriters, <laughs> musicians, brilliant. Front I don't know. Man. Fucking shit. Sh- think about Shea Stadium. Think about the, the era. Think about when they came out and sang fucking Help and Hard Day's Night. I mean, that fucking, they were. Yeah, they played their asses off. Yeah. I mean, if you got to realize. Frontman. 
I think that I, I think I mean I thought Paul I thought Paul McCartney was a good front man for fucking wings. I'm not. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm not saying he's Steven Tyler, right? But okay, just throwing him out there. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm you know I'm an old motherfucker. If I if I can get a Beatles, if I can get a Beatle anything, I I, I take it. David Lee Roth has to right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Continuation of the plant thing but not sammy hager you know sam's i prefer dave's van halen no question but you sound like natalie portman in clothes i i what does it what does it mean oh so she, she um she's seeing jude law and she's fucking and, and she's and she is a fucking clive owen and jude law comes back and you know and Jude fucks Julia Roberts. There's only really four characters in this movie. If you haven't seen Closer, it's uh, it's it's a it's fucking a classic, and it's where kind of Clive Owen got his fucking his his name. But uh, <laughs> Jude Law asked Natalie Portman, says, "You know, but did you fuck him?" She said, "Yeah, I fucked him." His, did you like it? Yeah, I liked it, but. I prefer you more. And why is that? I don't know. It's just you're different. So just, you know, she preferred. I prefer Dave more. Yeah, you prefer yeah. Dave. Yeah, you prefer yeah, Dave it's, more. It's, it's, I, that was a long way to get to that, wasn't it? Oof, man. <laughs> Everybody just clicked on Cult of Cornette. They left. That's all right. They got I fucking, I'll throw a dildo through their fucking window on that. I'm coming back. I'll come back. I always remember a discussion. I was, I'll give you the exact age. I saw Rat. When I was in sixth grade. So how old are you in sixth grade? Like 12, maybe, right? I was 17, but... That was your fourth time through. <laughs> um, so a friend of mine's older sister, his like 17-year-old sister, and all her friends were going to see Rat. So they took us. So I'm sitting in the car, like, you know, sipping my first beer, surrounded by all these chicks in tank tops and cut off shirts and they're going in so we see we go to the concert now rats the uh, the headliner but the opening act was a local band named bon jovi nice in i guess 85 or 86 so we're leaving we're walking through the parking lot and i'm mesmerized by and i learned a lot by listening to their discussion whether they would take john bon jovi or stephen piercy and they're debating this, and I'm loving listening to it. At one point, one of the girls kind of sums it all up perfectly when she goes, she goes, no, 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 John's cute, but Steven's hot. And I was like, that's the, the I got to take that with me through high school. There's yeah. cute, and there's hot for guys. So that, that's a front man lesson for me from some Mark's, uh, Sister Michelle's. I don't think my Frankenstein ass has ever been considered cute. <laughs> uh, Axel Rose? Yes. Yeah. Got to be Axel, right? Axel, for sure. Always, it was, you You had to have like 10 times the charisma if you were in a band where one of the, the, the other members was a star in their own right. Like right? Slash, so, right? Uh, slash i mean uh, eddie for van halen yep you had to be so much david lee 
because half that crowd was there to see Eddie. Yeah. So you had to be so much more of a friend. And I loved, I mean, that, that, you know, I, I grew up in that era where when you went to a concert, if you didn't get a fucking five and a half minute guitar solo somewhere during that fucking night, followed by a John Bonham-ish fucking drum solo, it was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. There's only so many times I can listen to Foghat play Smoke on the Water, right? The uh, the, the drum solos were always the bathroom break, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's it's one of those things, man. To play drums is an, it's amazing time. Oh, of course. You know, it's fucking, it's, it's, but it's just, at the same time, it's just like, like, I, I, I wouldn't put Phil Collins as a front guy just because he fucking, he's playing the drums. See, that's an interesting thing. But you know what I thought about? I, I, yeah, Dave Grohl was a drummer for Nirvana, but put him in front. And Dave Grohl's a, probably the best rock and roll front man right now. Exactly. See, now that's that's an interesting thing. You got to come out from behind the drum kit, which Phil, which Phil did, you know. But again, front man, front man. It's 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 a whole thing. It's a, it's it's the rebellion. It's the excitement. It's a whole thing. And Phil's talented, and he's written. Jesus Christ! I mean, if you. If if the music catalog of the last fifty years was put in a time capsule, and three hundred years from now aliens crack it and look inside, they would think Phil Collins was the fucking Elvis Presley of of this generation. Think of how many hit songs between Genesis and Solo Phil Collins has. Some hard on will probably compile that and put it on our Twitter feed or something. But I would love to know how many top ten songs Phil Collins has had over the last thirty years. As long as I don't have to fucking listen to Susu Studio or whatever the fucking that one was. Don't even pretend your feet don't fucking tap when that nah. comes on the radio. I, I'm, I'm going to go with my, my... If I have to pick a fucking drummer, I'm going to go with Don Henley. Mm-hmm. As, as what? One of the, as the greatest? No, I just as fucking... I mean, if you, a front man drummer. Front, front man drummer. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you at that. Yeah, of course. Um, plus... He, plus Henley was fucking hot. <laughs> Not cute. Colin like Phil. Was, Phil was cute. <laughs> he rubbed his head. Yeah. <clears throat> now, R- Paul R- Stanley. said he fucking shit a dildo. Paul Stanley. Kiss. Paul Stanley had a few things. You had a, the personality had to come through the makeup, right? Like working under a hood. Projected. Worked under a hood and had personality. <laughs> and you've got a s- fucking sneering demon behind you for the entire show. So that's again, on, that's, that's 17 feet tall. Right. You've got to be who's going to vomit blood all over everybody yeah. in three minutes. And you've got to keep, you've got to be the focal point. So again, uh, props to someone like that who can be so much the front man. But when you, can, when, when, when somebody says to me, kiss. The first thing I think of is Gene Simmons. You see, right? I don't the, think of Stanley. The iconography of the tongue and the yeah. the blood and everything. Whereas the opposite of Alice Cooper. You know, you see you think Alice Cooper, man, that was a fucking show. That was like like that was a different he was one of you know, he was the he was one of the you know, the, the first that really did like a fucking show. Mm. Uh, Steven Tyler, we said, right? Yeah, Steven. List, of course. I just, I heard him sing fucking like a, a year ago. So something he was playing piano and he was at some, uh, he had like fucking different color fucking shit. You know, it looked like fucking, uh, Steven Tyler and Johnny Depp had a baby. Um, but, uh, 
he fucking sang and it was like and he wasn't no lip sync shit and i was just like man that motherfucker still can fucking hit those high notes like a motherfucker man and one of, and just one of those guys the voice is so unique you need yeah. two seconds to go up tyler i saw them in 74 and i i'm almost positive i know that their their first album dream on is the big fucking hit right the, yeah, the song "Dream On" that that was their that was their first hit. Yeah, he, yeah. he does that fucking where he goes ah. Yeah. They're just like, stay with me, stay. Yeah, no, they they were the real deal. Uh, yeah. Dominic typed in the comments here: Joe Strummer of the Clash. I would say yes for for that for that genre. That uh, see, I, I, I had punk. to. What would you call I, it? I, I had to. I had to cancel them. What? Because in Rock the Caspar, they use the word mental retardation. <laughs> Boom. They're gone. Yeah, my uh, Elvis Costello will no longer play Oliver's Army. Would have been a great entrance song for me. But me and, me and Scott Hall's favorite for a second, Werewolf of London, his hair was perfect. Scott would always go, his hair was perfect. <laughs> We'd be in the car when that fucking come on. We'd, be the, we'd just shut up. Everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> Werewolf in London. Now, that was Warren Zevon, right? Yeah, Warren Zevon. Right. Um, oh, you said Elvis Costello. I said Elvis Costello for all of his army. I, because I, they, I was never a, a huge Elvis Costello. Oh, man. he was great. He's genius. But he used the N-word in, in Oliver's army. Oh. So. Uh that he said he will no longer play it live it's in the context of uh, you know, the irish english nah forget it whatever it is what it is we're in the generation we're in what are we going to do what are we going to change know. we're going to change we're going to change things i'm not going to change anything how about okay here's one for you now i don't know why this is and i'm not a big acdc fan but i only like acdc when bon scott sang okay it's a different thing. I loved the Bon Scott ACDC because I thought there was so much more blues right. in it. It became pretty straightforward rock from Back in Black on. So from 1980 on with Brian Johnson, it became that thing. And I like that too. But Bon, yeah, Bon had that front man thing. Yeah, yep. And I think what happened when Brian came in and he had very unique voice and even to this day still does that, that growly thing. I don't know how he does. But Angus stepped to the forefront. And I think Angus kind of became as much the front man part of the show as Brian, whereas he was much less so with, with Bon. Right. Almost like the Chili Peppers. With Flea? Yeah. yeah. Flea, Flea, you know. And Anthony uh, Kiedis. And, and, and anything that fucking Travis does, like for even, you know, when he was playing the sticks for, for, for a blank, you know. Um, I'm looking here. Uh, so I, I, here here's one that is one of my sons and my favorite. And I used to torture, not torture, but I, I, I made him listen to I just took him to school when he was young. Like we'd listen to like old, it was like, you know, zeppelin the early years and like we'd listen to all this different and uh that's when um it was grunge was but like we would listen to alice in chains all the time and to me like lane state lane was it, it was as good as a front guy and until the until his last breath even when he's doing that unplugged and he's about 90 pounds mm. 
You know, it's just like. Yeah, I enjoyed Alice in Chains' music. Yeah, I liked them. Of all the grunge at that time, they were they were like that was my favorite grunge band. More than Soundgarden, I I, I liked Audio Slave. You know, when when, 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 Slave, when, sure. when he went when he went when Chris went with them, I liked that. I liked because they had that rage. The rage guy went to his, was their bass player. <laughs> The guy that you know, plays like a fucking plays like mm. a six string. See, I just I, I where's Jericho when we need him? Chris, what's yeah. that fucking guy's name? Chris has front man, right? Chris is front man, right? Exactly. See, I just hated that 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 one of the tenets of of the grunge thing was to be anti front man, man, anti anti showbiz man. You know, like if these guys fucking cut loose, I, w- I would have put them on my list. I can't put these guys on the list who stood there with their hands in their pockets during the shows. They sounded great. They worked yeah, with I, I the mean, music. Yeah, you know, when they when they talked about you know uh, Jim Morrison, like he used to sing with his back to the to the uh, audience when he started, and then the next thing you know, right? After, you know, he's he's the Lizard King, right? Well, they, they should have looked for the inner lizard king. Which I will say, uh, uh, Bell Kilmer absolutely was robbed of a fucking Oscar. Oh, in, for in the portrayal of Oliver uh, yeah. They said, you know, because he did all the vocals. Um, it was a, it was a great part. Did you see there's a documentary about Val Kilmer now? Did you see he's in such bad shape? Did you know that? No. It's called I don't want to see it because I, 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 I always liked his work. Yeah, no, me too. And I, but I didn't know. I guess uh, is it throat cancer? Somebody will probably put this up. Yeah, I'm, talking about I'm, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, taken I, I, his yeah. uh, like his ability to speak and everything. And I just did not know all this was happening. Um, and then uh, this documentary popped up. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Um, let's see. So some of the more contemporary stuff. I need a little help from oh, wait, Tristan oh, Nash here. Wait, wait, uh, I got I got to get one more in because I don't want to get fucking. Of course. Hit. Uh, what do you feel about Roddy Van Zant from Skinner? Uh, from Skinner? Yeah. Um, as fr- as as yeah, in the category of like these guys, though, as a it's different, completely different. You know, it could completely different vibe. But I mean, if you've ever been to a Skinner concert, you know. And I've heard I, I I didn't have the pleasure when he was alive, but I went I went since, mm-hmm. and they just you know they they did a tour with uh, ZZ Top. I saw and it was fucking amazing. Did they have but, like uh, fourteen guitars on stage at once? Uh, Skinner, I, I think. Uh, about most, the most I ever saw was when I was a kid. I saw Blue Oyster Cult. They had five lead guitarists on stage at one time. Um, so Tristan threw one up that was interesting for me. Mike Patton. I did like Faith No More very much. They had a very short shelf life right but uh i did but he, think I, I could sing his ass off i thought mike Patton was great i thought he he at the time was that interesting like he had a little bit of rap going on in the music and this is like 1990 ish 91 maybe no i think it was, i was still in high school so it had to be like 90 89 whatever um so that it was an interesting look into to what was to come with with rock right. music um, Tom York, you mentioned for Radiohead, he had on my list. Billy Corgan, we could have some debate here, I think, maybe. 
he's so talented. I mean, that totally. I mean, so he's very, very talented. I haven't had the, uh, the privilege to see him live. I have seen him, you know, on, on video and stuff like that, but you can't get any kind of a feel whatsoever unless you see somebody live. Like I saw, I remember the first time I saw Jagger, I was just like, oh, wow, that's yeah. a completely different experience. Did you know he was a wrestling fan? Or, Mick? Uh, n- no. <laughs> no. Uh, Billy. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. He, I, I, I met him, I think I was Diesel, and I, I went to the Hyatt. I, I, I went down there, and I just looked over, and there's just this dude playing pool. And I ordered my beer, and I sit down. I was I was done early, and uh, and I look over. I'm like, God, the guy looks like Billy Kirk. I walk over. I said, "Hey, man, what's up?" He goes, "Do you play pool?" I'm like, "Not very good." So we're playing, and he started talking. Yeah, you know, he. Yeah, I was just like, he'd watch, you know, he watched. We, we, you know, he had watched the show, but then you know, came over to talk to a couple of guys that he knew. But I didn't, you know, I didn't know that he was a, a fan. Yeah. No, oh, he has. He owns. Does he own NWA now? He bought into. Um, let's see what pops up in the comments here. Uh, yes, he does. Is the uh, is what yeah, we it's have NWA. Yeah. Someone put Springsteen in there. Springsteen's a solo though, so I wouldn't. Uh, I know the nah, history. He, I I think especially when he came out with the at Born to Run that that Greetings from Asbury Park, his early stuff. You know, he does that. He does a good cover of "Blinded by the Light." I always saw him though as, as the singer songwriter. I, I didn't really think of him as part of a band. I know the E Street Band, but it was always Bruce. Come on, man! When you got Clarence playing that horn, you got a band, baby. Yeah, you're talking about Flea. You're talking about. I mean, that's uh, that's a band. You know, I think well, you're, you're gonna get fucking disowned in New Jersey. You fuck around with stuff. I, I, listen, I, I give him props, but, <laughs> but we're talking about frontman of band. I see Bruce in his own category here. You know, when we talk about these groups that would tour like heavily in the in the in the eighties, nineties, whatever, even before that, on the tour buses, I wonder, crisscrossing the U.S. all over the place, did the tour company have at least the peace of mind of Car Shield? You know, because uh-huh. they make it easy and affordable to protect one's vehicle from expensive repairs. And that's just for starter. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S., and it offers protection plans for about 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before. Whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles, your tour bus... You drive and kiss around, you're going to put the mileage on there. They played all the small cities in the 70s. So having Car Shield would have been great peace of mind for them. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed here. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. Car Shield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with paperwork headaches. You're taken care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through Car Shield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance, baby. Car Shield administrators are there for you with rental car options, trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Get your coverage today. You'll lock in your price now, and it will never ever go up. That means as long as you own that car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. Car Shield helps protect my wallet from expensive car repairs and they will do the same for you. Go to carshield.com/podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com/podcast. A deductible may apply. So, next on this list, um 
let's let's get a little more current. Can we move to maybe? Uh, I, I got I got I got one more I want to ask about. Go ahead. It's your show. I, actually, I have two. I have two because this is a person that never, ever gets put in the. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to bring up three because uh, this is the first one's Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah, I guess like, right, nobody ever, right. nobody ever like, and they're like, oh, you, I'm like, wait. When I was a kid, he was with the Experience. Those, you know, those two white boys. And um, I'm like, he he's got to be right. He's got to be. He's a, he was a front man. I, I guess not a solo though. You don't see him as a solo. So I put him in the Springsteen yeah. category. I, I no just, one went to. I, no one said I, I'm going I, to see I, the I, Jimi I, Hendrix Experience tonight. I, you went to see Jimi Hendrix. You know, I just, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I he could have fronted for anybody. Hundred percent. That, that I think that's my that's my thing. Oh, he had the juice. No, no, no question. I don't. You know, I I think that he um and and, and, the, and we're talking front talking front front men. But I will put at that at that period of time right there, sixty seven, sixty eight. Um, fucking Janis Joplin. Joplin, right? Fuck, man. Like if anybody had more, just range and fucking showmanship and, and brought it every fucking night man janice joplin was there and then this is my third one which is my my, my one that he even though he was with the revolution does prince fit in it because prince was definitely he was definitely hot he was a great he was a great great front man but again i see him as a solo right but but I, I, yeah, but take him and drop him into any of the bands we've talked about. And right. Yes, you know I think that's what Allison Chains needed. They needed Prince to come in when Lane Staley died and <laughs> and take over. Nobody was taking that. Nobody that was that. At least at least they brought a guy in that like like was like could cover two of his octaves. You know, I was just like, oh, nice try. How often does the frontman replacement work? We mentioned ACDC. It oh, worked. Journey. Oh, with this with um, I mean, Arnell. I, I personally, I would not go. I would not go see them. But then again, I fucking refuse to see anybody that fucking plays at a July Fourth network fucking concert. <laughs> if you're playing on July Fourth, fuck you, man. You sold out. I can't. I can't watch it. But you wouldn't go see him because it's not Steve Perry, right? Yeah, Steve Perry to me is is journey, you right? Know? So ACDC yeah. did it successfully. You would go see Brian Johnson, wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, Deep Purple had, like, several fucking, like, um, they had a kind of, I know Coverdale started as the Deep Purple uh, vocalist, and then went on the White Snake. I'm pretty mm. sure. There was a, they had another, uh, Deep Purple had another vocalist that was kind of, I can't, it was one of my brother's favorite bands. Mm-hmm. But then, again, you know, can we really go, like, we haven't brought up Ozzy. Oh, yeah, he has to be. Because you have yeah. Sabbath. He yeah. was a solo, yeah. but, he, but he was the front man for, for my, Sabbath. My son and I have, have always had the comment of, if Ozzy Osbourne is, is singing a song and he's on a train and it's going off the rails and it's a crazy train, how fucked up is that train? <laughs> <laughs> After how many sativa capsules is that conversation? I, I'm one, one for me, one for you. 
So yeah, Ozzy's on it, no question. Yeah, Ozzy's there. We right. we slipped. You know what, Daltrey? We kind of we kind of left Daltrey off. What do you just, think? I, just on on uh, the the CSI uh, opens, he's got to be on it. <laughs> yeah front man for yeah. sure works works and i know we're probably forgetting people all, all you dicks out there that are gonna lambast us on youtube for this but um, how about sting we probably should get sting a, 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 a shout out i like sting uh, i'm not putting him in, up there with uh you still holding that starcade fucking mama cedar thing against him or no, no, no. I'm I'm holding the, the uh, I just can't put him up there next to David Lee, next to Plant. How about this? Okay, how about this one? Talent, Lou, talented. 100%. I, yeah, okay. How about this one? Lou Graham Foreigner. <laughs> See? Can I, can you, got I, some, you got some stats on Foreigner for me to back this up. Matter of fact, okay. you do. Yes, I do. I, you're, Sean, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> a very uh, a very little known fact is yeah. the for, the band Foreigner was the first band to have eight of their first eight songs uh, that they recorded were all in the Billboard Top 20. Last time that done, that's right, McCartney, Lennon, Starr, Harrison. I think those guys were called the Beatles. Back at you. I was shocked at that, but I then I thought about it, and I thought when I was in high school, I owned the cassette, the uh, the Foreigner's Greatest Hits cassette, right. and I didn't own any. I know I'm a Poser fan, right? Cause you're supposed to have the album, you know. The, the, but I had the Greatest Hits. Every whether the ten, twelve songs on or whatever, every one of them was early first or second album Foreigner, and. Certified hits. They they did not squeeze anything. Oh right, in there. no, no. It was... So I kind of get it. I, I guess I kind of see that now. But I am surprised. If you said what band did, I don't think I would have picked far. No, I, I wouldn't have either. I was actually I did some research, and um, I have to I have to throw this guy in my personal as Paul Rogers, who was the first lead uh, guy from Bad Company. Yeah, just because in a car by myself. I can sing pretty close to that. I can kind of get in there and feel like I. Please let us hear this. Let him get high enough one night when we record. I was born. Are we close? Six Anything kicking in yet? Where we can get company? I'm good. Uh, so for for some contemporaries, we could have Anthony Hopkins sing Bad Company. That would be interesting. Ah, come at me! Ah, fuck you. How about you know? I don't, I'm I'm struggling with some of these, some of these newer ones here. Okay, how about you know who I got? I gotta say, Hunter Young of Mood Ring. No question. You agree with me? Yeah. 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 Gotta be. Um. This is, all, this is all music I hear in, in, in my home. Alex Sassy? Ratstick? Up there. Is there some, some of our boys? Yeah. Up there. Tatiana Shemalilik of Ginger. She's Ukrainian. One of the coastal cities. Yeah. She, uh, she actually um, 
she it's, it's uh she's just she sings in the summer times in a lot of the uh the the coastal Czech cities right I don't know any of these fucking people I just said. Tristan sent me this before. <laughs> his selections for the he gave he gave me by decade. He was very kind of OCD about like the, here's the 90s, here's the 2000s, here's the 2010s, here's tw-. when we got to 2020. I there's more that I didn't read because I can't pronounce them, but I don't know who who the hell uh, we were talking about. So anyone out there, if if any of that resonated with you, then well, then Keith Buckley's on there. Keith Keith's a friend of ours. Where's that? Keith Buckley's not. He, he used to be with the with with the band. Every time I oh, die, here. Every time I die, yeah, twenty ten. He's, he's solo now, and then um, well, you know what? It, it, Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, Tristan sent me here. J- Josh, uh, Josh Homo. What is he? Homie, Home? Home. Home. Um, I heard them when they had that. I guess that one hit the um. Uh, what the hell was it called? What's his name? Yes, that's it. Yeah, and what's his name is putting on a fucking drum fill clinic. Uh, that's Grohl, right? Uh, yeah, that's uh, T yeah. on the drums, yeah. right? Yeah, that's, for, that's for Grohl. Holy shit! I I saw them. They were doing like a spot on Conan or something like that. And it was a time, 2010, some of the music was starting to sound the same. I st- I was stopped, and I watched the whole fucking thing. I went and illegally downloaded that music the next day. Um, ferocious. But again, no, what happened to them? It's just, I don't know, does anyone last well, anymore? Are we going to no. have any groups that are around for 50 years anymore? I just watched when uh, when Guns N' Roses, like when Axel walked, and what the fuck was the name of the band? They ended up with Scott Weiland. Scott Weiland came along. Stone From Temple uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple yeah. Pilots. But what was the name of the the? Uh, it was it was Scott Weiland. Yeah, Velvet, Velvet Underground. Velvet, Re- Re- Velvet Revolver. Velvet Revolver. Right. Yeah, Velvet Revolver. Velvet Underground was Lou Reed, right? Yeah. Said, "Hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side." <laughs> and the dildo came through the window. Do 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 do. Solo act, Fuck. solo act, Lou Reed. Solo, I can't put him there. Um, Henry Rollins, solo act. Mm, solo, right? Yeah, solo. Ice T. Ice T. So for listen, anyone we missed, anyone out there, you can certainly post them. We want you to share this stuff too. The show is about you and us. And there's a reason why everybody knows the words to Dynamo Hum. So we got to put Zap in there. Oh, Frank Zap. Oh, you also mentioned Bowie earlier, didn't you? Oh, fuck yeah. Boy's uh, boy straw. But, but solo. Boy right? just con- Joy, Boy just continually just fucking reinvented himself. Uh, you know, every who five the, years. Who were the rest? Who were the front men for the famous wrestling factions? Okay. NWO. Who was the front man? Hogan would have to be considered the front Hogan, man. right? DX. Was it Sean? Sean, right? Sean, but then uh, then uh, Sean got... Uh, yeah, but Sean. I was a Sean at the start, yeah. Horseman, Nash. Uh, Horseman. Flair. Be, not Nash. Uh, Flair, I mean. I called, I called, you, I called you fucking Flair. <laughs> hey, um, I, I, I'll, I'll take it. Um. 
the Dungeon of Doom, I would have said Sullivan, but when the Yeti was plowing Hogan from behind, that had a very David Bowie kind of feel yeah. to it. So I might go Yeti. <laughs> kind of a Ziggy. Ziggy play guitar. <laughs> Why the Yeti fucked you from behind? And the spiders from Mars. Dom, you got plenty of things you can cut for this week's uh, social media posts. Oh, it God. His guitar. You know, all of our fans of professional wrestling out there, if you are looking for a free wrestling-related trivia app, well, whether you were glued to your television on Monday nights or your favorite wrestlers are active or they're not active or they're here on the podcast networks, then the Ultimate Wrestling Trivia Game is the one you're going to look for. Available both at the uh, Android Google Play and uh, Apple's App Store. There is Scott. I'm sure there are a ton of questions about Scott. You can feel the flood of memories come rushing back as you test your knowledge on all things from the world of professional wrestling by playing Ultimate Wrestling Trivia. You're not alone in this quest as they've enlisted the help of more than 30 of their more famous friends, to ask some of the questions and cheer you on. They'll celebrate when you answer a question correctly or bust your chops when you get one wrong. This game has multiple former world champions, including five Hall of Famers, such as Kevin Nash, not a flamer, but a Hall of Famer, Kevin Nash, Eric Bischoff, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, Jerry the King, Lawler. Download Ultimate Wrestling Trivia today. See where you stack up against the competition on the leaderboard. Search Ultimate Wrestling Trivia in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. Or just go to UltimateWrestlingTrivia.com for more info. If you like trivia, you'll love Ultimate Wrestling Trivia, the free mobile game with over 10,000 questions, more than 650 video questions, and over 30 wrestlers and legends, including Kevin Ash. Find out who knows more wrestling trivia between you and your friends when you all play in the same faction. To download, just search Ultimate Wrestling Trivia in the Apple App Store or on Google Play, or go to UltimateWrestlingTrivia.com for more info. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. Well, it is time to face your public, uh, Kevin, as we do every week for the Ask Nash segment. You can participate out there by hashtagging your comments, Ask Nash. And, um, hey, listen, we get hundreds. We can only pull several a week. Uh, Ryan Tremendous starts us off this week. He says, hey, Kev, got to meet you a few years ago in Cleveland. It seemed like maybe you'd take an edible that you didn't give enough respect to and were maybe a little uncomfortably high. Possible? Anyway, thanks for the pick. It was an honor to meet you. Okay, so anyway, the situation with that is I was uncomfortable because he asked me, he said, Hey, uh, Mr. Nash, did you uh, notice that you ate a couple of chili dogs earlier today? Would you uh, be uh, capable of giving me a steamer? Oh. Being in Cleveland, I thought I just I felt uncomfortable. I didn't really know the the, the lad. 
So, uh, <laughs> so Ryan Tremendous <laughs> didn't get his Cleveland Steelers. Yeah, so I didn't give him. I didn't hit him. I didn't hit him with it. Yeah. So, Veterans with Benefits podcast asks. Favorite basketball movie, and why is it Rebound, The Legend of Earl the Goat Manigault? What is your favorite basketball movie? Um, nobody will have seen this, but I saw this when I was a kid. Cornbread Earl and me, Keith Wilkes. Uh, I'm going to go Robbie Benson one-on-one. Okay. He does the fucking mushrooms and fucking goes crazy in the game. Where do you put um, – what was the one with Nick Nolte? I kind of enjoyed that. Um, uh, Blue Chips? Blue Chips, where he's kind of forced it's just, to – It's just amazing to see what, what, what a just a specimen Shaq was. Oh, yeah. I mean, just fuck, man. Worked in the ring a little bit too, didn't he? Yeah, Shaq can do it all. I'm a huge Shaq fan. Did you meet Shaq? Uh, yeah, like, but not like good. Like – not like one of those cluster things. Oh, oh, oh you know, yeah. like you know. So, I, I I look forward to it. Um, maybe we'll have him on our podcast. We can. He's got a podcast. I don't know if he's still on podcast one, but he had a podcast on podcast one. I listen. That motherfucker's so busy, man. I watch that Shack Life. I mean, he's he's DJing. He's Shaq will endorse anything. I, at one point, was watching a commercial break of a TV show. I think four of the five commercials that played were Shaq endorsements from the, the Icy Hot gimmick, then he put the general insurance, and... Papa John. The thing with, this, the thing with Shaq is he's, you know, he's, got four, he's got $400, $500 million, whatever he's got. And um, like his thing is like he don't need any coin. He'll fucking he'll do it for fucking seven percent of the company, like that's the, you know what I mean. Like oh, so he gets cut into yeah, the, it's like, uh, sh- like um, fucking sh- all that shit that he did with Papa John. That was all fucking for ownership of fucking franchisees. That's how you smart. yeah fucking you don't, you don't get the, that one time pay. You get that residual fucking pay. Very good. Let that be a lesson to everyone out there. Nash much like much business. like much like that. Uh, that thing called merchandise that they sell, merch. I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah you get that every, every you get these get these royalties every every fucking three months. It's, cra- it's crazy. You won't get a much. You won't get uh, you won't get much money on a fucking four star match. I mean, JP. <laughs> not sure if Kevin is up on the action figures that are released of him, but there was just a new generation era set. Released with Doink and himself together. Does he think this is a rib? There it is. You have so to- uh, let me tell you about do, do I know about this figure? They fucking charged two, two, 250 bucks, and they did basically a GoFundMe on this new generation set. So they weren't going to make it. Until they fucking had basically 1.25 million up front, and I think they ended up like doing close to nine thousand. But they added a Randy Savage uh, figure that's that's coming out too. But I'm just curious that 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 means if they did eight, which it puts at five percent puts twenty five thousand dollars on each mill. So, mm. 
Who just, put that out? Who just, was the company? That, uh, that was the WWE. Huh. They did it as a, as a yeah. As a so, GoFundMe. So in case anybody knows, Mr. Nash is, is um has already done the math, and I'll be expecting that October 1st. Next, next quarter? <laughs> October, baby. Next check. Uh, Joe Klemenchik, SummerSlam 1995. Did Mabel try to legit break Nash's leg in half? Oh, break Nash in half. The spot where he drops his entire body weight onto Diesel, who was laying face down, looks questionable. Was that discussed beforehand? What's the story? Well, we discussed it earlier in the summer of 92. When he hit you from behind? Yeah. I said, easy, brother. You're plowing the fucking dog shit out of me. I'm not going to put up a fight. I'll take it. Boom. This is what you get. And again, go back. let's go back to that picture. <laughs> Kevin Nash fucking laying down in leather survivor victim. What about the spot? My spot or liver spot? The, your, your age spots. No, the spot in the ring. Uh, he just, I told him not to do it, and he did it like a dumb fuck. I was supposed to go off the top rope. I couldn't feel my legs after he did it. I couldn't even. The next fucking day, I get to, I get to TV. We're in Canton, Ohio. I get to TV, and Vince, and I fucking I had like, like I'm eating somas because I'm actually hurt, not because I'm trying to get a buzz, and I'm fucking wide awake because I'm in so much pain. So. I go up and there's uh like a a, a training table in the in the Canton Civic Center, you know, some fucking shithole we're running and uh for T V and um I laid on it on my back and then it was like fuck man, I couldn't like once I laid on it after getting out of the car and of course there was back then there was no trainers or nothing. you couldn't have got a hydroculator pad for a fucking billion dollars. And, uh, so you lay face so I, down. So he, he, he gave me the, Vince actually gave me the night off. I didn't have to come back and work the dark match. Mm. I was like, fuck, geez, thanks, brother. <laughs> yeah, but the next night you're on, you're, you're working again, right? Yeah. I, I, I was, I think they switched it to, ta- to a tag or something where I was, right. I just came in a little bit on, on a comeback or something. I, I was, I was fucked up for a couple of days. Take me back in the locker room when two workers come back. You obviously, you have to kayfabe everything outside, but when you come back and something doesn't go right or someone's too stiff or you tell someone, oh, I just got stitches, stay away from this part of my body, and they fucking forget. Do you confront them? Is is it uh, – do you say something to Mabel? Say, hey, Slim, come here for a minute. They, they wanted to fire him. Vince was, Vince was gonna Vince was gonna fire him in Pittsburgh in the fucking bottom of the arena, and I said, "No, man." I said, "Don't fucking fire him." Wow. Did you speak to him at all? I just said, "Dude, what the fuck, man?" Like, you know, the thing was too, man. Like, he hurt fucking one of the head shrinkers. You heard a Samoan? You're fucking. You're 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 fucking some shit up if you hurt a Samoan. You hit him with a truck, probably. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I mean, he fucking. He hurt, I think he hurt, uh, you know, Quiche. Fuck, uh, man, Quiche is a fuck. Fuck that, man. That's like Quiche fucking take a, like when they had those hardcore, like Quiche took like a 30 foot bump and that, like his pad was a fucking, uh, uh, a dump truck full of 
fucking dirt. Switch <laughs> where he landed. Bam. Like it. Fuck, man. It left a dent like Wally Coyote. Yeah. Yeah, Keisha's fucking. Those, those fucking guys so much. I just saw, I saw, uh, I haven't seen Sammy in forever. And I saw Sammy, uh, at that, uh, oh, that signing we did in Jersey. Precipity. Mm hmm. Those asylum guys are good guys. That yeah. ran that show. Yeah. That's the first time they ran, that they ran something this big and they, they, they did a good job. They, everybody, you know, it's, it's a lot of moving pieces and they, they were, you know, they did a good job. So hat, hats off to the asylum crew. All right. Sir Danforth, maybe they should uh, think about a live click this. Doing the road. Hey, I'm looking into that, uh, the Jimmy's. Hey, they, 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 they're so fucking smart at Jimmy's that they said that I gave them a five-star rating, but they said that if you actually consumed their fucking uh, crab, and the Tokyo Dome would be six star. Wow, they're fans. <laughs> they're fucking. They marks. know what they know what time Smarts. it is. That's they awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, they're marks. They get me for fucking about five hundred bucks every Christmas. <laughs> Sir Danforth, have any good Bastion Booger or Mike Shaw uh, slash Mike Shaw stories? How about any great stories from other wrestlers who aren't talked about as much? I guess that's uh, from Mike Shaw's mother. He was a sweetheart of a guy. He was from Michigan, you know. Was, well, I, I, I've never heard. Of, you know what? It's, it's one of those things, man. It's just like nobody talks about him because he was just a good fucking guy. There's like, no shit stories about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. There's no. Yeah, he didn't fucking. He didn't teabag anybody. He didn't fucking. You know. I mean, he just was a fucking. And he went out and he did. He, you know, they told him to fucking shake his ass and do his fucking drop, and he did it. And, he got, you know, he had a he, fuck. He was, it was over. Yeah. We're talking about him. That's right. Hal Haney, love the show. My new favorite podcast. Any memories of playing against Tony Gwynn in college? Tony Gwynn. You mean to, to, Tony? <laughs> you mean Tony Gwynn, baseball player? Tony Gwynn, the baseball player. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I talked like basketball. Like, I didn't know he talked like it. I mean, I didn't know he played basketball. Maybe he didn't. I'm t yeah, I'm in the Hall of Fame. So clear, clearly, no memories of it then. So I don't know. I'll, no. I'll look it up that look up that later. To Evil Beave, Tony, Kevin Tony Gwynn. Yeah, I'm assuming he means the baseball player. Right? I'd have to be. I, I, I guess I'll have to say no. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Evil Beave. Does Kevin get along with his neighbors, and does he engage in small talk with them? My neighbors uh, today. I. I He's been, he's, so he, he decided he was going to build his own fence around his property. And he likes my fence because it's, it's block and it's, you know, it's got these fucking structural posts and, you know, people that do that for a living came out and fucking did that. And he did and it on his own. He's, he's doing it on his own. I mean, it's like, it's like watching the fucking, uh, the pyramids being built across. <laughs> it's like mother. And they got the, uh, I, I go by today, and I swear to God, it has rained every fucking day this month. It's the wettest, uh, and we're still nine inches fucking short. I'm, I'm saying fucking, they're, they're measuring that fucking, uh, that rainfall by the crack of the fucking ass. Yeah, going so all the, the way back. Yeah, like, there's no fucking way we're nine inches short on rain. 
Because my fucking ass is starting to look like fucking, I mean, like, I'm starting to look like Jonathan fucking or Edgar Winters fucking, I'm so fucking white. Jeez. So how's your friends, how's your neighbor's fence coming? Is it sinking? No, I say, I looked at him today and he said, I can't get in fucking, I can't get this done because I, I can't get a break with the fucking weather. Oh, he can't work because and of I'm the I'm saying rain, like, right. motherfucker, it's like a, I, they, I watched him put my fucking fence up. There were eight motherfuckers out there. It's not a one-man job. Why doesn't he just hi- hire somebody? He's one of those guys that likes to do it all himself. Yeah, he's he's older than me. He's probably this is like oh. he, he he told his wife when I finish this fence, I'm going to die. So he's just really taking his fucking time. <laughs> I hope he's not. I hope he, I hope he doesn't watch my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> who's he, the age group is not big on the podcast. I mean, you have a young son, so uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Can, now, who um. What do you have near you? You have other athletes near you at all, or who's like? I, you know what? I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, besides my wife and my son, I, we have a uh, two couples that live kind of like in on the peninsula that we hang out with. Uh, like go to like, we'll go to dinner with them, or hang out at their house, or have have like a Super Bowl party with, or something like that. So, but you don't like run into. Uh... Uh, any other workers live down there in, no, uh, in that no. part of the t- no okay no ant honey 85 uh kayfabe sean please at least ask nash to comment on the ravioli interview it's so funny and disrespectful but like the best thing ever perfectly nash like how was he at the time did he like the ravioli was this you did an interview while you were eating ravioli i guess yeah i talked about i talked about uh kelly kelly giving me a, a frankensteiner the whole time who was the- who was the company? Who do you remember who interviewed? Just, I'll look for yeah, it. I mean, it was he, number one. He was like somebody that that I, I, like I actually had sat and had a beard. Like he was, he wasn't. It wasn't like somebody off the street, and I just fucking magooed him. It was, you know, I, I mean, I knew the guy, and it, it, he kind of he. It was one of those things where we, I was in between doing things, and I was on the road. There you go, fucking with that <laughs> with that. Badass fucking LeBron James fucking top and bottom. I think that's like LeBron ones right there. See the little fucking niche of fucking uh, Cavaliers fucking color there on the neck. So, uh, But unless my interview was about ravioli, I would never roll camera. During- look, look how fucking jacked I was. Fuck, man. What it must be that ravioli. Fucking put an extra thirty pounds on me. Like, I mean, how much ravioli could you eat? Like, probably ten minutes after this ravioli, you you would have been done eating, and then I could have an interview with you. This is ridiculous that you roll camera when someone's eating the ravioli. Yeah, but I'm I, I I'm in be- like, I just got done signing at, at this fucking place I'm at. They made me this fucking food. I'm getting in a fucking van and going to another signing. So you, oh, either, so you either, have to get you it either now. Ca- catch me here, and, and I'm trying to be a gentleman and not talk with my mouth full. Yeah, well, that's impossible because you you have to get in the van. You've got to sh- fucking eat. And the thing is, too, like I, I get Look, out. No, nope, that, that was a nope. I saw I'm, that. It was no, a nope. Was the answer? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the van. I'm like, where the fuck did you guys park this motherfucker? And the guy looks at me just down by the river. I said, oh. 
This is great. You know, one, some week you have to have you have to cook a little something up over there and, and uh, eat through the whole eat, eat through the whole podcast. show. Yeah, well, I, well, I'm trying to. Think. I could probably eat sushi. Would probably be the only thing I could eat. Look how smart! Like I fucking look like Andre with that can in my hand. <laughs> Pull that can back up. Pull that can back up. Fucking Jesus! I look like fucking looks like Andre. Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? Where's that can? It disappeared. At? It fucking disappeared and. Four sausage links. Look at that. There they are. Look at fucking Andre. <laughs> fucking more ravioli. Oh, God. Fist- you know what? I, I always thought that fucking... Look uh, at you cutting the promo to the camera as you yeah. take another bite. Fucking... And I obviously was not this summer because I'm, t- I'm, I'm either tan or fucking my blood pressure's through the roof. I'm so fucking jacked. Right. That's the only difference between this summer and that video would be the tan, Kev. Just, I mean, so that, you were worried. That's the only thing you'd have to. Yeah, well, like, like I said, you know, when you when your dad when your dad passes at thirty six and you're fucking sixty three, and you fucking that's don't you keep knocking them off that fucking green monster and fucking I'll just I'll take that stand up double every day. <laughs> All right, don't invoke Bob for this uh, fist cover. Question for Kev. You and Steve Austin had a conversation on his podcast where both of you talked about owning 90s model Ford Broncos. Are you a fan of the current Ford Bronco? Are there any modern-day SUVs you are a fan of? Thanks, Dan. Uh, okay. Um, Steve and I both still have our, our, our Broncos. Um, it's funny. Like I had a bunch of shit wrong with it, just little things, timing, plugs, uh, had, had to get my uh, air conditioning uh, recharged, you know, but like, like a list of things. One of the windshield wipers, fucking the, one of the windows was fucking kind of not sealing. And I take it to this guy, get done. The guy says to me, he goes, I uh, couldn't find any used parts, so I had to use, you know, new parts on everything. And it's really hard to find on a 93, so you got to pay. And I said to him, I said, well, do I get a fucking discount if I pay cash? And the guy says, yeah. So I got a couple of grand, you know, and, 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 in the trunk of my car, thinking that, you know, I'm going to run this through fucking. Doesn't uh, everybody? No, I don't want to run, I don't want to run this through the American Express because then it fucks up my, my accounting because I can't write that off because it's, I don't, I don't drive that car for fucking business. Mm. So it's just, all it is is a fucking, it's a nightmare. Is what it is. It's just not worth it. And the guy looks at me and goes, yeah, 812. My bill was 812 fucking bucks. I was just like, fuck, really? That's it? I was going to say that seems low. And it was, man, that thing fucking runs now like a scalded <laughs> dog. So if you had to buy something new off the lot, what are you getting now? I don't know if I'd fit in it, but the only SUV I would drive would be, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely drive the... Uh, the the Maybach Benz I would yeah. drive the um the Rolls Royce but I think the fucking the, the sharp one is that little it's small I don't know if I'd fit but that Maserati SUV is pretty fucking sweet now you, you you notice I named all these high dollar fucking ones that my cheap fucking ass would never crack a fucking crack a check for I was gonna say and you're spending. Eight bills to keep your nine nineteen ninety two Ford Bronco rolling. Right, eight eight hundred. 
eight fucking eight 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 short, <laughs> not even large. Well, you know, God damn it! You know what I realized again? We started talking about fucking David Lee Roth, and it got us off uh, the bunkhouse stampede again. Fuck! Well, wait. At least we got to Uniondale. We did actually touch on the fact that the, the pay-per-view, and then that was what Vince ran a Royal Rumble up against, right? I, I, I For free on USA Network. Well, we, we, we got a good basis. We know it's in Uniondale. We know it's a shit fucking house. Mm-hmm. So we, we got that going for us. Next, next week, we'll get to the matches, obviously, right? We'll, well, we'll yeah. cover the in-ring action. Yeah. Oh, listen! I, 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 I'm so tired. I'm so tired of fucking re-examining and, and looking up my facts for this thing. So I'm spot on that it's. I, I've, I've just got to get this knowledge out of my brain because, right. I mean, I, that that fucking North American Championship match, which didn't wasn't around very long, is is really fucking. It's it's eating at my synapses. Was that the Barry Windham? Uh, I'm not going to go into it. Uh, we have to wait. All right, we'll do. We'll cover it next week. I have a feeling. You know, you're having a feeling. Zabisco might have got that. I don't know. You're you're in a um, you've added this knowledge now, so it's you're kind of like an expert. You're well, well steeped in the broadcast. I could probably start like like really looking at matches and giving them my like like opinions, but I'm going to do it like a like a wine spectator. I'm not going to give it three stars or five stars. I'm going to give it like a 71. Right. Dry, boring with a bunch of fucking vanilla midget spots. I was going to say, you do not want a 71 if you're a producer of, no. of, of wine. Yeah. No. Well, I will tell everyone listening that uh, Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, producer Steve Kaufman. Graphics by Dominic D'Angelo. Title sequence up front by Wesley Burleson. Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research by Tristan Nash. And anything you want to know about 2020 bands, you should reach out to uh, Tristan Nash. I know what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) Copyright 2022, Butch and Sundance Media. Hey, Kev, next week, what do you think about doing another show? I think I'm going to get angry at some point in the middle of Manhattan and want to fight you in a stable. That's right. <laughs> we're going to call all the. We're going to round up all the ranch hands. Yes, in every, Times Square. Every, especially now that you're not allowed to have any handguns in Times Square. So, do it. All fists. All fists. Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.